Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Bonus weekend pod edition of the Box Score Breakdown presented to you by Hootball. G'day, I am your host, Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander23, my co-host. He's not here. What a surprise, Mr. J. Hello, mate. Happy birthday for the other day. Hope you're doing good. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. As I said, we are presented by Hootball, and those guys have an amazing thing called the Fantasy Pass for all you fantasy NBA nuts out there. Uh, it is the best deal in the industry at just four ninety nine a month. And now that we're in the regular season, there is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. It's nice to have that option, even though we know you're going to love it. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedules and streaming charts, pickups and drops in our newest and coolest feature, the Hoop Ball Discord server, where you can hang out with all the Hoop Ball pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do go and check it out, the Fantasy Pass. Head to hoop-ball.com. Click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. As I said, it's the bonus pod, the weekend where we try and smash through every single game. And with me today, joining me, a guest. I don't know if today's probably the right day to be talking to this guy. He is the host of the Hoopball Clippers podcast, and my balls just got beaten by his clips. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at BD Marcus, Brandon Marcus. Hello. How the hell did you become a Bulls fan? Uh, I was a kid in the 90s growing up in Australia at the height of the Michael Jordan nut era. And uh, okay. the great tall man, Luke Longley, was an Aussie and Michael Jordan center. <laughs> Luke Longley. I love that. Oh, Scotty, that's brilliant. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> So, uh, look, let's get into these games because we've got a ton to get through. Uh, Obviously, we'll talk about the clips and the balls a little bit towards the end of the show. We'll start with the uh, Saturday slate of games. The Nuggets, 115, the 76ers, 103. Uh, Nikola Jokic hit six of eight shots, three of three Three throws for 15 points, 12 assists, nine rebounds, and four turnovers in the win over a very short-handed Sixers. The number three player in nine cat leagues had another nice night uh, against an undermanned Sixers team where they only had seven players available. That's ridiculous. His numbers for the Joker were stunted due to limited playtime. Given the shortness of playtime, he nearly triple-doubled still, uh, although he's still struggling to control the ball a little bit. He turned it over four times in 29 minutes. But the guy who had his first professional start 
he will probably have his first time as the face of the box score breakdown when this goes up. Tyrese Maxey. I love this kid in the draft. He was pretty good, and I thought an absolute steal for the Sixers. He hit 18 of 33 shots, three of eight three-pointers for a career high, 39 points, six assists, seven rebounds, two steals, and two turnovers in the loss. He led what felt like a bit of a summer team, a summer league team, that is, uh, you know, only, as I said, six guys available, capitalised on his first big minute, scored 39 points, by far a career high, even surpassed his highest total from his time at Kentucky. Maxi did a little bit of everything to keep Philly competitive for as long as he could, dishing six assists in 44 minutes, despite his high frequency of shot taking and significant game time. He never got to the free throw line. Still, he made a very good impression and... Maybe he deserves more playing time moving forward. Do you think he is an ad for fantasy, especially considering they're without the bulk of the team for who knows how long, Brandon? I do. I do. And this is a good game to start with because it kind of summarizes the weekend with COVID and how we're getting to a point now where everyone needs to be careful with your ad drops because every single day we're finding out that a new player, a new team is being affected. And in this case, you wake up and you find out the 76ers are going to be forced to play without Tobias Harris. Embiid and Simmons were going to sit out because of injury. And I'm not quite sure if Embiid could have played had he maybe been a little unsure, perhaps, of what was going on with COVID. Because I know he is a newborn, I believe, at home. And so he didn't want to risk um, a young child. And I believe he's going to play tomorrow. But when you look at Maxi, no Harris, no Embiid, no Simmons. So someone's got to take the shots. I thought it was going to be Danny Green, and Green ended up taking 17. But Maxi proved the hype, man. And this is a guy that is not going to be long-term for your fantasy team. This is not somebody that you're going to be able to rely on, most likely, in a month or two. This is a guy that you can stream this week and get a lot of value out of. 39 points, take 33 shots, and shoot that well. Weird to not see him take a single free throw when you take 33 shots. But he helped out everywhere, rebounded the basketball, got six assists, got the two steals like you mentioned. This is a guy that I am adding absolutely everywhere if he's, av- if he's available to take advantage of this next week. Uh, ben Simmons definitely isn't going to play, neither is Tobias Harris, Seth Curry. But as you said, it does look like Joel, uh, Joel Embiid will suit up. He's traveled with the team. If he does, you can shelve Dwight Howard. There goes his uh, value in fantasy moving forward. Well, uh, the next yeah. game, the Hawks 105, uh, Charlotte 113. We'll get to why everyone is buzzing about the Charlotte side very shortly. But DeAndre Hunter accounted for 20 points, 6 of 12 field goals, 7 of 7 free throws, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 1 three-pointer in 34 minutes on Saturday night. He was responsible for just one turnover uh, as well. He had himself a very solid night and something to watch moving forward, though, is the knee injury uh, by Bogdan. Um, even though they're not played in the same position, it certainly shows a bit more of shared court time for Hunter and Cam Reddish, which is very interesting. But what I guess you want to talk about, Brandon, is the interesting start to the season from Trey Young. Started extremely hot, seems like he's got a bit of an injury to his wrist and has since sort of dropped off somewhat. 
Yeah, he he's not been the guy that you drafted. I mean, five for 19 in the game against Charlotte, two for nine in the game before, nine for 22 before that. I mean, he's shooting 33% this month in five games. That's not the Trey Young we're used to after he shot 51% in December. So clearly something is wrong, and it turns out that it's his wrist. So th- this is one that you're going to have to monitor. And the one positive is that despite the poor shooting, he has gotten 10 assists or more in three of the last five games, in three of the last four, actually. So someone that's going to help you contribute, his turnovers are sky high. He's averaging five and a half turnovers this month. So with Trey Young, this could be an opportunity to buy low if you see an owner that perhaps is a little concerned, or at the same time, if you want to get rid of him because you yourself are concerned, you may be able to get a guy that could be a top 15 talent. For example, perhaps someone like Paul George you're willing to go and grab. That would be an offer that I would consider. So Trey Young, the wrist injury is the reason why he is struggling. And uh, Bogdan, to your IL, if not, he is officially a droppable. Uh, looking at Charlotte, LaMelo Ball becomes the youngest player in league history to post a triple-double, finishing that win over the Hawks with 22 points, 9 of 13 field goals, 1 of 2 free throws, 12 rebounds and 11 assists, and 3 three-pointers in 31 minutes. One night after he just missed out on the triple-double, he got the job done, <laughs> and he did so in a fabulous fashion. He only uh, had two turnovers as well. Continues to come off the bench, though, with Devontae Graham shooting a line of 9-5-7-2 with one three-pointer in 32 minutes and remaining in the starting lineup. But at some point, you've got to wonder if uh, the coach is going to make the change um, he was very highly complimentary of Ball uh, before Saturday's game and after Friday night's game. Mate, Ball, he is definitely a, you know, well outperforming what we expected he would in the way of his shooting anyway. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. I mean, he really is looking exactly like Lonzo in terms of his ability to contribute all over the place. I mean, he is getting you not only points, obviously, but rebounds, assists. He's getting you steals. His blocks is probably the one thing that Lonzo has over him. The one thing to be careful of is that he is going to hurt your percentages from time to time. He's a guy that doesn't shoot all that well, both from the field and at the free throw line. So be wary of that. But... That being said, he is still a top 50 guy. And what's preventing him from being even higher is those percentages and the turnovers. But he's going to help you out, especially in a points league. Points, rebounds, assists, steals. He's going to get you all those that you need and much more. And you talk about starting. I'm not really concerned about that. I mean, you play 31 minutes. I'm not concerned. The minutes at the end of the game is what matters. So if you're going to be off the bench for the first four minutes or so before you come in, I'm fine with that. And Charlotte is going to play small. So as long as they continue to go with that three-guard lineup, which it seems like they're happy to do, LaMelo Ball is a guy that I love. And he's contributing everywhere. And it's a guy that is going to end up being a draft day steal. And if you're in Dynasty, a guy that's going to be very fun to own for a long time. Speaking of Charlotte's small ball, PJ Washington in Saturday's win, 36 minutes, 22.7 rebounds, one assist, six blocks, and two three-pointers, especially with Cody Zeller outside line. He is a must-play regardless of the league format. I know that Dan 
Uh, Bess Bruce, our, our pod father, has some concerns, especially when it comes to the percentages as well with, with PJ. He is a must play. This kid has got potential. If you're in a dynasty and you don't have him, go and find him. He will be a superstar in the making. Uh, and Scary Terry. Another guy who I just want to point out, he's currently a top 50 player in both eight and nine cat formats. He has overachieved thus far. His Yahoo ADP was 123 at the start of the season. Even I was down on him. I, you know, I, I call myself the great motivator because I ragged him out and the next day went absolute nuts. Uh, he is continuing to do superb things and DVG could very much be the one in the firing line uh, if at some point they decide Ball is going to start and continue playing massive amount of minutes and someone has to miss out. Uh, the next game, the Suns 125 over the Pacers 117. McCall Bridges for the Suns scored a career-high 34 points, knocking down 12 of 18 shots, six triples, and all four of his free throws in 35 minutes. Had a big scoring night. It was a team high for the Suns. The next closest being Devin Booker with 25. The wing added three rebounds, two assists, and a block to round out his career night. And a nice, and a nice bounce-back game after scoring just 22, uh, 26 points in his previous three contests combined. He'll look to keep this momentum going with four games on the Suns' schedule over the next week. So if you have a weekly lineup set, definitely McCall Bridges, a guy to play, Brandon. Yeah, he's awesome. And the one thing that's interesting is that Bridges last year was someone you could rely on more so for steals and blocks. And he is getting the blocks. He has one block in each of the last six games. But steals, he only has one in the last five. That's something that's going to change. He's going to keep getting you steals. Now, what makes him so amazing is that not only is he giving you those points, he's getting you the threes, he's getting you steals and blocks, he's getting you some rebounds, he's not turning over the basketball at all. Three separate games with one turnover, and that's it. Three total turnovers this year. That's a nine-cat dream. So I love McCall Bridges. He's a guy that I wanted to target towards the end of my draft and auction. I bid one. That's all I had. He ended up going for two, and I'm kicking myself. I wish I would have got him, but he's someone that's going to keep producing, and he plays really heavy minutes. So as long as he's playing the amount of minutes that he is, he's averaging 34 minutes per month. That's a guy that I'm riding all the way to the bank. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis was unstoppable. He erupted for 28 points and 22 massive rebounds, four assists in 41 minutes. This monster performance from Sabonis became the first pacer to a uh, player to record 20 points and 20 rebounds through three quarters since 96-97 per ESPN Stats and Info. A very historic night for the big man who went 12 from 24 from the field. The only downside is that the Pacers lost the game. He currently ranks a 41 in nine cat, which surprised me. I thought he would have been a little bit higher. Miles Turner got himself a double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds, and four very nice blocks and a guy who's just continues to fly under the radar and be superb Malcolm Brogdon in 39 minutes 22 points six rebounds nine assists seven from 20 from the field which is a little disappointing but three from six from deep five from five from the charity stripe only two turnovers Brandon how good is Malcolm Brogdon he's fantastic and I was talking with Dan last year about him because coming into the season he's someone that left Milwaukee and went to Indiana. And so the question was, how would he do? And his numbers throughout his entire career, 
He's a walking 50, 40, 90 guy, 50% from the field, 40% from three and 90% from the line. And when you have that efficiency, looking at you, Chris Middleton this year, you're going to be fantastic. And with Malcolm Brogdon, the one concern is injuries, but right now he's been really good. He's playing a heavy amount of minutes, which is a little concerning. He's averaging 37 minutes per game this year, but he's a number eight player in per game right now. And so he is someone that is an interesting case because is he going to get hurt? Most likely, but at the same time, you want him on your roster when he is healthy. So if you have him, this is one of those guys, just like Kyrie Irving, where I think you want to just ride the wave while he is healthy because he's helping you out everywhere and he's doing it with great efficiency. For the Heat and the Wizards, the Heat got up 128 over the Wizards 124. Jimmy Butler played 36 minutes in Saturday's win over the Wizards, finishing with 26 points, 10 from 8 field goals, 6 from 6 from the foul line, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals and 1 block shot. Since his return from his sprained ankle, he's been pretty good, providing top 20 value in both 8 and 9 cat over the last week. In 9 cat, he's threatening top 10 status during that stretch of games as well. He didn't turn over the ball uh, ball at all on Saturday, and he's had one or fewer in four of the Heat's last five games. There might have been rust in his return to action on New Year's Day, but that appears to be long gone. Tyler Hero in 37 minutes, got 31.9 rebounds, two assists. He got one from deep and six from eight from the foul line as well. But an interesting one, Kelly O, uh, 31 32 minutes, 18.6 rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block, and shot four from 11 from deep, Brandon. Where did this come from? This is a guy that is an interesting one to follow because when he gets the minutes, he produces. He's he's one of those rare bigs that can contribute from deep. He's averaging 2.73s this season. He can get you a steal and a block per game, and he does it with good efficiency. He's shooting 47% which is pretty good for a guy that's going to give you the three ball. And so with a Linux, the question is, is he going to get the minutes? And now he's starting. He's getting the minutes. He's averaging 26 minutes per game. And we talked about LaMelo Ball earlier. LaMelo Ball is ranked 60 in per game basis. Olenek, 61. They're right next to each other. Nobody is talking about Kelly Olenek. Everybody's talking about LaMelo Ball. This is someone that is going under the radar Start Olenek everywhere. And the reason I'd say that is because the guy on the other side of the ball has torn his ACL. And I'm I'm a little upset about it because I have him absolutely everywhere. And Thomas Bryant, before we get to him, though, Denny Advia shot five from nine uh, from three in the loss to the Heat, telling a career-high 20 points, seven of 15 field goals, one of one from the charity stripe, along with five rebounds, five assists, and two steals in 32 minutes, with both uh, Rusty and Brad Beal sidelined, and then, of course, Thomas Bryant leaving in the first quarter. There were more scoring opportunities for the young rookie, and to his credit, he took all well advantage of all of it, established a new career high in points. Washington stopped, uh, you know, their top three scoring options remained sidelined. His fantasy value is going to be phenomenal. He's rostered in just 17% of Yahoo League, so expect that number to jump over the next day or two. As I said, Thomas Bryant, I shed a tear. The poor guy, he was doing phenomenally well this year. But uh, a guy who came in his place played almost 20 minutes, Moritz Wagner, 
or Wagner, depending on where you want to be from. Uh, 13 minutes, seven, uh, sorry, uh, 20 minutes, 13.7 rebounds, one assist, one steal, shot four from seven from the floor, two from five from deep, three from four from the charity stripe, found himself out, but uh, certainly one to keep your eye on, or even would you recommend picking him up, Brandon? I would, I would. This is someone that is not the sexiest when it comes to name, and production, but he gets it done. I mean, I don't he's know. Given... Wagner, Wagner, Wagner seems a little bit sexy. <laughs> <laughs> now taking the stage, Wagner. Yeah, no, for sure. Great name, great name. Love the way it's pronounced too. Uh, but yeah, when he's given twenty-five or more minutes, he really does well. And so this is someone. You, I mean, you just look at some different games from last year. Played twenty-five minutes against Minnesota. Had thirty points, fifteen rebounds. I mean, he played 26 minutes or 25 minutes against Denver in a game, 14 points with a steal. He hits the three ball. He's another one of those bigs that can be efficient from the field and give you threes. And so, yeah, Wagner's a guy to add. And especially if you're in a 12-team league, he's someone that I would absolutely hold on to and use while Thomas Bryant is out for the season. And if you're a 10-team league, I would even have him to stream because he's someone that's going to be very helpful to pretty much everybody. I need to quickly pause the show for an announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff, and everybody loves that free stuff. And what is it? Well, you already know what it is. The Bruise Letter is back. Yes, it's back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Brewski, is writing an emailed newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website, the podcast. It's not on social media. That includes the Discord. It's only in this email newsletter. You can sign up and get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. That's brew as in B-R-E-W-S, letter 2021, and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y, slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. Our next game that we need to talk about is the Cleveland Cavaliers, 90, down by the Bucks, 100, and Andre Drummond was absolutely incredible. He logged 26 points, 24 rebounds, three assists, one steal and a block in a losing effort. While the stat line from Drummond stands out in the box score, it's not surprising one bit. This is what he does and this is why everyone drafts him. He's double-doubled in all 10 games this season, grabbing at least 11 rebounds in each of those games as well. The center has 31.2% usage rate and ranks 74th in nine catch uh, early on. His monster night matched that of Sabonis. Mate, it's it's very, very interesting. Uh, I hear Colin Sexton is questionable for Monday's game. I hear Garland is out. Uh, but a little bit quiet of a night from Larry Nance, who we thought would be a bit stronger than this since Kevin Love is out. In 40 minutes, logged 17 points, three rebounds, two assists. Got four steals, though, which is absolutely brilliant for your steals category. One block, shot six from 11 from the floor, great percentages. Uh, Three from six from deep, two from two from the foul line, and three turnovers. Did you expect a bit better, or do you think just Andre Drummond is that dominant? Larry Nance just doesn't have a chance. See, that's the interesting thing, Scotty, is that you build this up as if Nance is not doing well enough. But the fact of the matter is, Larry Nance right now is sitting in the top 35 on the season for per game. And I don't think people 
the reason why I wanted to talk about him is for this exact reason, he's still underrated. It's crazy to see, but this is a guy that is stealing the basketball at a crazy clip. He's averaging over two and a half steals per game, and he's doing it by playing really heavy minutes, which allows him to get production all over the place. He's averaging 35 and a half minutes per game this month. He played 40 in that game against Milwaukee. He shoots the ball well. He shoots from three. He gets you good percentages at the free throw line. He gives you some rebounds. He gives you some assists. He'll get a block or two here and then. This is a guy in Larry Nance that may not be scoring as much as some other guys. And it's funny because points always get the cream of the crop. That's where everybody loves looking at the points. But it's not just points. That's just one category. you got to look at everything else. And Larry Nance is helping out everywhere. And so he's a guy that is still someone that I'm going and targeting because I don't think Kevin Love is going to be someone that's going to be reliable. And even when he comes back, Nance is going to be effective in short minutes. You can see how many minutes he's playing now. I wouldn't expect those minutes to tail off that much when Love is back, maybe by 10 or so. If he's still playing 30, he's still a guy that I want to own. Bobby Porter slotted into the starting five, posted 17 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, and four steals in the Bucks' win. He got the start with Giannis having back spasms being out, and Portis had a solid game, made seven of 11 field goal attempts, knocked down a triple in 33 minutes. His five turnovers, though, were a team high, but he certainly did a job filling in for the Greek freak. Portis will return to the bench when Giannis comes back. Don't worry about that. But regardless, it looks like he should be rostered in every standard league providing top 80 value in nine cat so far this season Brandon that surprises the hell out of me yeah he's someone that you know from the Bulls time I mean he's he's not the guy that you think is going to come out there and just be a walking double double but when he's given the minutes he produces I mean he's been in double figures you talk about points he's been in double figures in every game but two this season and He can rack up categories, whether it's stats, I mean, whether it's steals or blocks or rebounds, he's contributing everywhere. And what's really good about him, Scotty, is that he shoots the ball well. I mean, outside of the one for five that he had against Utah on Friday, he's shooting over 50% pretty much in every single game. And he'll give you a three here and there. This is a guy that I like in Bobby Portis, someone flying under the radar that still may be on your waiver wire. The Spurs 125 beat the T-Wolves 122. This was a doubleheader, I think. They played again today. Uh, Deontay Murray shot 7 of 18 from the field and 5 from 6 from the foul line in Saturday's win over the Timberwolves, finishing with 22 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, and 3 triples in 41 minutes. Field goal percentage aside, Murray had an outstanding night as the Spurs outlasted Minnesota in overtime. He's currently just outside the top 60 in both 8 and 9 cap formats. He ranks among the best rebounding guards in the league as well. What really helps fantasy managers is Murray his willingness to take more three-pointers as well. He has improved his accuracy in recent games. He was three from six from deep on Saturday. He's now seven from 15 over San Antonio's last three games. After a slow start, seems like he is on his way to get going. And whilst uh, ever uh, Derek White is out, he is certainly going to uh, be value and a must-start. 
also in his first game back after missing time with a dislocated left wrist. Cat Carl Anthony Towns played 37 minutes, tallied 25 points, 9 of 17 field goals, 5 of 6 free throws, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks and 2 three-pointers. He continued to climb up the Timberwolves' all-time defensive rebounds list as well as he moves past Kevin Luz to uh, claim the sole possession of second place overall. He played very, very well for Cat as well, considering he played 37 minutes in just his first game back. He did it with a cast on his left wrist, so that's been a little bit interesting. Um, Certainly is a guy to bank your first round value on, which is where you wanted him for this season. Uh, Magic, 98. The Mavs, 112. Nikola Vucevic was the lone bright spot for the Magic on Saturday, scoring 30 points, grabbing 15 boards in a losing effort. Vuce shot 14 of 24 from the floor, made two triples, tacking on a pair of assists and steals in 33 minutes. It was his second 30-point game this season. His sixth with more than 22. His ADP was 30 in Yahoo leagues, but he ranks 16th in nine cat for the first few weeks of this NBA season. Vooch, surely one of the um, most underrated centers in fantasy and the NBA, Brandon? Yep, yep. And it's one of those things where you look at a guy and he may not have the name value that someone maybe like Kevin Durant or Joel Embiid may have, but Vooch is truly one of the most underrated players in this league. And I just wanted to give him some props on this show. I wanted to talk about him just to bring his name up. He is someone that is basically a walking double-double. Anyone that can get you 30 and 15 in a given night and shoot the way he does from the fields and give you a couple of threes as well, he's someone that I tip my hat to. And on the uh, Mavericks side of things, Luca got another triple-double in 35 minutes, scored 20 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists to steal, and two blocks, shot three from nine from deep, seven from 20 from the floor, three from three from the foul line with six turnovers, which continues to hurt Luca in nine cat. Uh, but... Earlier in the week, Rick Carlisle said he could see Tim Hardaway Jr. starting again. By the end of the week, he did and hadn't it paid major dividends because he started on Saturday night, scored 36 points, 12 of 20 shooting and 8 of 13 from distance. He was on fire all night. Did most of his damage in the third quarter with 16 of those points. He also had five rebounds, two assists, and played a game-high 40 minutes. The 36 points was his season high as well. Comes days just after he was moved to the bench and still scored 30 points. Whether he's a starter or a reserve, I think he's going to continue to contribute, even with Zynga out. Yeah, he's someone that is going to be mostly a threes and points type guy with some rebounds sprinkled in here and there. The one thing you got to be careful of with Tim Hardaway Jr. and why I wanted to bring him up, his percentages can really kill you because he's going to be a high-volume guy. And if he's hot, he's going to carry you. But if he's bad... He's going to really hurt you. And the reason why he got so much play, obviously, was because most of his teammates have COVID or they're hurt. So once KP is back, which is supposed to be tomorrow, by the way, so Porzingis is going to play on Monday if the Mavs probable starters is correct, because right now Porzingis is listed as a probable starter. So he may be back. How many minutes? Who knows? He's still going to be sitting in back-to-backs. But with Tim Hardaway Jr., he's someone that I owned 
until I dropped him the day that he went off, but it didn't matter because it's head to head. But he's someone that is going to carry you some weeks, but be careful. You're going to get some bumps. So if you're not willing to take the punch to the face every once in a while, then he's not someone you probably want to own. But he's going to reward you from time to time with these monster games. I mean, he was 8 of 10 on Monday from deep, 8 of 13 on Saturday. So when he gets going, it's fun to own him. For Portland Trailblazers, they got up fairly easily. 125 over the Kings and 99. CJ McCollum shot 13 from 22 from the field, 5 from 5 from the foul line. Finished with 37 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals and 6 three-pointers in 29 minutes on a night where Damian Lillard shot just 5 from 16 from the field. McCollum more than picked up the slack. And performances like this have been very much par for the course for CJ, who is providing first-round value at the moment in eight and nine-cap formats. He had a Yahoo ADP of just 51, and he has started much better than that, which has been absolutely crazy. It's worth noting that he's a top 50 player in each of the last three seasons as well so uh if you've got him maybe sell high i don't i don't know uh nurk seemed to have a bit of a steady night as well 23 minutes 10 points eight rebounds five assists three steals and a block shot four from eight from the floor and two from two from the foul line only two turnovers for nurk uh seems to be getting a bit back on track there brendan Yeah, and you bring up McCollum as a sell high, and I think that's a great point, Scotty, because he's someone that you can probably sit on with that top 50 value. He's been unconscious to start this season, Um, so he'll probably end up most likely around the 40 range because of this hot start. But with Nurkic, he is someone that right now is sitting outside the top 130, and he came out and said that the reason why he is struggling is because he's not at full fitness. I think he said he was at 70% of what he should be because in the bubble, I believe he had a grandparent that suffered from COVID or was six, whether it was COVID or not. So that was weighing heavily. And then he went back to his homeland during the off season and just wasn't in shape when he came back. And so now he's slowly getting back into shape played 23 minutes in that game against Sacramento, still was able to contribute all over the board, 10 points, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals, a block. It tells you a lot about what Nurkic is capable of. And some people forget how good he was in the bubble. I mean, this is a guy that last year was ranked as the number eight guy in per game because in the bubble, he averaged 18 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, and a steal and a half. So he's a monster. He is a guy that I would absolutely be buying low right now, and I would probably trade anybody outside the top 35 or so for him. And the Sack Kings side of things, Hassan Whiteside is probably the one guy I get asked about on social media a lot. Uh, it surprises me how many people drafted him, but when he plays 24 minutes like he did in the loss to the Blazers, finished with 11 points, three of seven field goals, five of nine from the foul line, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal and a block shot. So you to understand why, but why did he play that much? Because Rashawn Holmes with a, a bit of a bad ankle, it was a late scratch. So uh, will this continue? I don't know. 
He provided first-round value prior to the bubble, um, but he's barely on the radar for anybody. Luke Walton has certainly said he'd like to play him more. Will that mean he does it once everyone is healthy? I don't know, um, but certainly not, you know... If Holmes is out, definitely worth a stream. Otherwise, I wouldn't worry about leaving him on your roster at all. But the surprise is Tyrese Halliburton. This kid is just going from strength to strength, accounted for 12 points, five of eight field goals, one from one from the foul line, two rebounds, eight assists, one steal, one three-pointer in 31 minutes. He is providing top 50 value in both eight and nine cats. As long as he can stay healthy and especially if Fox is either injured or on minutes restriction, wow, certainly a guy to have, especially if you picked him up in the last round of your draft. Brandon? Yeah, I mean, right now he's averaging one turnover a game. So you talk about a nine cat dream and he started last game, played 31 minutes and he is someone that's going to continue to help you out in that assist category. I mean, eight assists in each of the last two games. He's getting you steals as well, where he's got multiple steals in four of the last five. He's helping you out from distance, averaging three threes this month. He is an absolute steal and someone that very well could be a dynasty monster. If you're not in dynasty formats, he's still going to be really productive this year. Very well could see himself in the top 50, top 60 when all is said and done because of his efficiency. The question is, does that efficiency continue? He shot 53% in January, or rather in December. He's shooting 51.5% here in January. Does that continue? If it does, the sky's the limit. Before we get on to the Sunday slate of games, yeah, that's the end of the Saturday slate. Still a ton more to get through. Valentine's Day is almost upon us, fellas, whenever you're ready for uh, wherever the night may take you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need the best tools for the job so you can be ready for that special day. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you are one of them. You can get the Perfect Package 3.0, and that's led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology featuring cutting-edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, so it does not make a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. Let's be real, we've smelt worse down there before. That's why I'm thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling and sticking, and they always smell good as well. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxes to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Easily the comfiest boxes I've ever had. Uh, And complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. It is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 20% off, free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the promo code HoopBall20. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. Sunday, today, the games we have just sat there all day and watched Wow, what an interesting slate of games. One I'd rather skip over, but we'll get to that in just a minute. The Chaz 96, though, was the first one. They got it over Detroit 86. Don Mitch scored 28 points on Sunday, hitting 9 of 18 field goal attempts, 4 from 8 from beyond the arc, and 6 uh, of 7 at the foul line. He has now scored over 25 points in three of the last four games, shaking off his rough start to the season. He only had two rebounds and three assists, which matched his season lows, but he did have a block and made 50% of his shots for the second straight game. This is the Donovan Mitchell that fantasy managers, I think, uh, wanted to see on a daily basis and based on where they draft him, certainly is. Mike Conley had a solid game as well with 22 points, five boards, six dimes and two swipes in 30 minutes. Conley shot eight from 13 from the floor, made two triples and all four of his free throws. In Utah's win, it was one of his better games this season and his second highest scoring output this far. Uh, Currently yields a 24% usage rate and is 61st in nine cat. Certainly wouldn't have picked that one, Brandon. He is someone that was really bad last year and someone that was a buy low the entire season. And you have those types of guys that just don't end up producing where the numbers say they probably should be better than they are. And last year, that buy low never worked. Then the following year, you get a discount on said individual. And that's exactly what's happening right now with Mike Conley. Because two years ago, he was ranked number 27 in 9CAT. Four years ago, ranked number 23. The year before that, 56. He has it in his toolbox to be someone that's a top 50 player. He's not going to end up most likely in the top 50, but he is going to end up being a huge bargain and very well could be top 70, top 75 when all is said and done. He's someone that's scoring. 
He's rebounding. More importantly, he's passing the basketball at a clip that's higher than last year. He was averaging four and a half assists last year. This year, he's up to close to six assists per game. That's a massive improvement. His field goal percentage, I'm not sure it's going to continue to stay as high as it is because that 45.6 is the highest total since the 2016-2017 season. So that should go down, but his free throw percentage should go up. And so because of that, he should hover around top 75 when all is said and done. Jeremy Grant filled the stat sheet, posting 28 points, four rebounds, four assists, and a block, and three triples. He had an efficient shooting night as well, making nine of 19 shots, three of seven from distance, and seven from eight from the charity stripe. He was the only Pistons player to score over 12. Sadiq Bay was uh, the other one who scored 12. And the only starter who scored in double figures, the only other starter, was Blake Griffin. He scored 10 points. Detroit is going to struggle this season. We all know it, but Grant will put up big numbers more often than not. He is currently 28th in nine-cat formats and boasts a 26% usage rate. I was down on him in the preseason. Brandon G, was I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I'm thanking my lucky stars that he had a bad first game because after that first game, he was dropped in my league and I ended up adding him. And he has just been an absolute delight to own. This guy is scoring at will. I'm not sure if this 25 points per game will continue, but the fact of the matter is that Blake Griffin is a guy that can't stay healthy and no one else is going to score on this team. And so as long as a guy like Rose is in and out of the lineup, this is the guy that's going to have the rock in his hands, which means you might have some games where the field goal percentage isn't as great as you'd like it to be, but he is someone that gets shots close to the rim. He will miss his threes from time to time, but he is shooting a ton of them considering that coming into this year, the highest he had in a season was 1.4. He's up to 2.7 this season. So just enjoy this high usage rate. And I think this is going to be a guy that very well could be top 35, top 40 all season. Now, I guess we're lucky that we have you here being host of the Hoopball Clippers <laughs> podcast. And my Bulls, unfortunately, 127 got done by the Clips. Although they started fantastically well, the Bulls uh, ended up just getting done over. Uh, Zach Levine put a season-high 45 points with seven rebounds and seven assists, making 15 of 26 shots and 10 of 16 mark from down. Downtown. He's been on fire lately with 34.4 points on efficient shooting over the past five games. It also gives him 10 games with 40-plus points in his career, though his elite effort wasn't enough to avoid the Bulls' third consecutive loss. Uh, he's already hovering around second-round value in nine-cat leagues, and as long as he's healthy, there's no reason he can't keep it up, even if Laurie Markkinen comes back uh, with, you know, the COVID protocols that he is in and eventually takes a bit of a nibble out of Zach Levine's 31% usage rate, Brandon. He was the one shining light who almost uh, did the Clippers over. Yeah, man, this guy's good. He is really good. And he struggled from injury a couple of years ago. But now that he has his legs underneath him, he is showing why he is a superstar. This guy is incredible. The one thing that's hurting him right now is the turnovers. I mean, if you take away the turnovers, he has been a first-round guy. I mean, you you look at his numbers. He's averaging 28 points per game, basically, over three threes, five rebounds, four and a half assists, almost one and a half steals, a half a block. 
dude, this guy is shooting near 50% despite making over threes per, three threes per game. And his free throw percentage is almost at 90. This guy is a monster and someone that had high expectations coming into the season. If you're punting turnovers, he is a guy that very well could end up in the top 12, top 15 when all is said and done because he is special. Pretty amazing for a guy who they just thought was a flashy dunker. Yeah, I mean, look at this. If you look at the preseason, by the way, he was ranked number 12, and that's because his turnovers were at one and a half. And so if you take away those turnovers, he's a first-round guy. It's just the turnovers, which you can expect when he has the ball. You mentioned his usage rate. When he has the ball in his hands so much, you're going to turn over the basketball. Quiet Leonard appeared to hurt his left leg late in the game, but continued playing to score a season-high 35 points on 14 from 22 shooting with seven three-pointers, two rebounds, three steals. He went down grimacing, grabbing at his left leg or his knee after a bucket late in the fourth quarter, but he got up fairly quickly. He didn't even leave the game, so uh, I guess you can fill us in on that one. He added four assists for good measure as well, two turnovers and no personal fouls in 38 minutes of action. And a guy who I've seen in a lot of waiver wires I've picked him up in a few which surprises me Lou Will had a bit of a bounce back game okay he's been a bit quiet I guess to start the season but 23 minutes of action 21 points one rebound four assists and three steals shot six from ten from the floor one from two from deep eight from nine from the foul line with just one turnover for Lou Will so obviously Tell us, talk to us about Lou Will, but do you think Kwai is going to be troubled by this leg injury? I hope not. I really hope not. And it's an injury that scared the hell out of me when it happened because it looked like his leg buckled underneath him. I think what happened was is that someone stepped on his ankle, and so that's what twisted, and perhaps that's why his knee was caught up because his leg twisted in the process. I hope he's okay. The fact that he stayed in was good. Nobody has mentioned anything since, so that's a positive. So I'm crossing my fingers on Kawhi, but what that little scare tells you is that there's a reason why Kawhi slips in drafts. It's because of that injury risk, and he is someone that will possibly get hurt time and time again. So be careful with Kawhi. Now, you bring up Lou Williams, and I wanted to mention him on this podcast because of something that Ty Lue did. Ty Lue it seems, is going to look at this season in spurts of 10 games. So in the first 10 games, there was Lou Williams, Luke Kennard, and Reggie Jackson playing together. And Lou Williams did not fare well with those three guys on the floor together. So what he did is he looked at the analytics and he said, that's not working. And so he scrapped it. That's why Ty Lue, by the way, is the man for this job, because he's looking at the analytics. He's looking at what's working. They had a nine-man rotation today. Lou Williams is one of two guards off the bench, and he thrived in the role that he had today. Granted, a lot of this came in one quarter, where I think more than half his points, most of his assists and his steals came in one quarter. But this is a guy that's not going to be someone that's going to finish top 50. That's just not who he is. But what he does, he gets you points, he gets you assists, he gets you steals, he gets you threes. That's what you like from Lou Williams. Decent percentages. He can hurt you from time to time in the field goal percentage department. But he's a guy that you can possibly rely on towards the back end of your bench. 
In the next game, the Oklahoma City Thunder 129 defeated a, uh, I guess we could say, depleted Nets, a 116. We'll start off with a guy who, Stevie V was Stephen Vitovich. He was on this podcast the other day when Diallo had a, a fairly decent game and basically said, look, he, he might be a best of streamer, but be warned, these guys, you know, uh, any OKC young guy can go off at time to time. Diallo came off the bench today, scored 25 points, 10 of 14 field goals, four of four turnovers, three rebounds, four assists, and one triple, four steals, and zero turnovers in 24 minutes. He put in a season-high 23 points last time, and he picked up right where he left off today, hitting his first five shots. Only missed twice through the first half of action. Yeah, okay, he's inconsistent, but he's been on an absolute heater over the past two uh, scoring games, scoring 24 points a game on 66.7% shooting. Yes, okay, he won't be able to keep up this short sort of efficiency, but he definitely has some deep league appeal, may be able to carve out you know, a, a six-man role with high 20-minute uh, minutes moving forward. I know Mr. Jolly picked him up in uh, almost every league, I think, today and was crowing about it. Um, do you think that's probably a good move or somewhat premature? Mr. Jolly crowing? That never happens. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. Love you, Jolly. Um, I, I really think that this is someone that, has a role now because Dennis Schroeder's out the door. And so there is that role for somebody to be a scorer and to contribute. And Diallo's a guy that's not going to continue shooting this well. I mean, that's just not who he is. He's more of a guy that shoots around 45%. So for him to come out and have the game that he did, I mean, sure, it's great. I mean, he, he ends up 10 of 14, but that's not sustainable. But that being said, anybody that can grab four steals in a game and can get you points like that in just 24 minutes is someone that very well could be someone that is useful in many leagues. And when you look at this OKC bench, it's a lot of garbage. There is not much there. And so with Diallo, he's going to get the ability to score the basketball and be someone that's relied upon. So yeah, he's absolutely a pickup. Now, before we get to the net side of things, I think I've understood while uh, the US are having a hard time with COVID and Australia's got this thing sorted. So uh, someone, with, some, someone with COVID goes to a liquor store, bottle shop, grog shop, whatever you want to call it here in Australia. A few days later, they find out that they've been to that store or a worker in that store has got it. All of a sudden, if you visited that store, you now have to isolate for two weeks, a whole fortnight, 14 days, no ifs, no buts, regardless of whether you are positive or negative in a test result. KD, he's missed, what, four games, three games, sat for a week. There's your problem, ladies and gentlemen. But KD did return today, posted 36 points, 11 rebounds in a double-double. Um, you know, had his three-game absence. No Kyrie Irving because Kyrie just doesn't want to play, apparently, although maybe he's being smart and actually isolating. So KD saw his usage spike to 35.2%, up from 29.7, added two triples, four assists, one block, one turnover while he was out there, uh, finished 11 of 21 from the field, 12 of 15 from the stripe, um, which is interesting. Prince then ventured back to the second unit, but Jared Allen continued his 
brilliant start to the season. 33 minutes, a double-double for him, 15 points, 10 rebounds, one assist and a block, shot six of seven from the field, didn't try one from deep, three from three from the charity stripe with three turnovers for the big fella, Jared Allen. I'm sure he's owned everywhere anyway, um, but those Thomas Bryant owners are probably wishing they picked Allen over Thomas Bryant right about now. Yeah, there are leagues, including mine, where Jared Allen was dropped early on in the season, and I wish I would have grabbed him. I was worried because it really seemed like DeAndre Jordan was going to get the bulk of the minutes at center, or even if it's half the amount of minutes that he, I mean, we're half more than he's getting now. If he would probably be getting 24, 25 minutes, then still Allen's not a guy that's really that much on the radar, about 20 minutes per game, but and by the way, I thought that because he and DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie are all buddies. But what's happening is that Steve Nash is saying, you know what? I'm going to start the better player. I did not expect it to happen this quickly, but it is. And Jared Allen, all of a sudden, is a walking double-double. He's a blocks machine, great percentages, and he's someone that you can rely on in the long run. He is absolutely going to be useful in every fancy fancy league you're in. Right now, despite that slow start, He's still sitting in the top 55 in per game. So he's a guy you absolutely can go trade for still. And I think you can still buy low. I really think there's a window there where you can probably trade someone, maybe even a guy like Karis Levert for Jared Allen, because Levert's not going to get the usage when Kyrie is back. And Allen's someone that should get plenty of minutes the rest of the way. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. It's always asked, who have I got, the Lakers or the Clippers? We all know, Brandon would say, the Clippers, uh, Rogers <laughs> or Mahomes. But I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with mybookie.ag. MyBookie's reputation is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. And the one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines on every NFL playoff game. You know me, you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval that easy. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up and enter the promo code HOOPBALL and get your deposit matched halfway up to a 1,000 schmackaroos. Head to MyBookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie.ag and please gamble responsibly. The Nuggies, yeah, the Chicken Nuggets, no, the Denver Nuggets, 114 beat the Knicks 89. We'll start with the Nuggets and Gary Harris hit six of 10 shots, two of four, three pointers for 14 points, one assist, three rebounds, two steals and one block with just one turnover in the blowout win. He might be out of his slump for real now, hopefully following up a five of eight three-point shooting performance by hitting two of four. As I said, he had active hands too, swiping two steals. The Nuggets are a bit of a different team when he is rolling and of course his fantasy value will rise as well as his shot comes back. Let's see if the law of averages can wipe away his four of 29 three-point shooting start to uh, sh- uh, streak to start the season, Brandon. Uh, do you think it will? It's possible, man. And this is a guy that I'm willing to add to see if it will because we are just a couple of years removed from him ending up in the top 35. And the big difference is obviously the field goal percentage. He shot 48.5%. 
that year that he finished top 35, he finished 50% the prior year, top 56, or top number 56, rather. I mean, this is a guy that has it. If he's scoring the basketball and making his shots, it seems so simple. But if you add on a couple of more makes to last year's numbers, all of a sudden, you have a guy that's averaging close to 14 points per game, maybe if he makes more than one three than what he had. I mean, he's at 1.3 if he finishes at two and a half or close to it. I mean, there's some there's some room there. And whenever you have room to wiggle and improve your numbers, that's someone that I want to add. And so Gary Harris, you don't have the option really many times to add somebody off the wire that can finish top 100, top 75. And Harris has that ability. And now that he's had two good games in a row, he's worth a pickup to see what happens. Julius Randall hit 11 of 16 shots, two of five three-pointers and five of six three-throws for 29 points, five assists and 10 rebounds with three turnovers. He became the second player ever to tally 200 points, 15 rebounds and 70 assists in the first 10 games of the season. Only Oscar Robinson had done so before. That's amazing. He's having an excellent season. He's ranked number 55 of all players in nine cat leads. Keep in mind, he's playing the second most minutes per games of all NBA players, five more average than last season and logged another 38 today. His endurance will be tested as the season continues, no doubt. And Mitch Robb in in 35 minutes of game time, 11 points, five rebounds, a steal and a block. Shot five of five from the floor, one of two from the free throw line with no turnovers for Mitch Rob, You know, I, I thought pressure would be on him this year with Noel um, getting more game time, but clearly Noel and Tibbs don't like each other very much. That's, that's pretty clear. So Mitch Rob getting more game time, but I certainly expect more production than what he gave today. You know, what's interesting is that Tibbs rides his starters into the ground. And so the reason why I wanted to talk about Mitchell Robinson is because, yeah, I mean, he's, he's getting, you know, that he's getting a lot of minutes and with Mitchell Robinson, the issue has always been foul trouble. He had no fouls today, zero. And he went up against Jokic, zero fouls. So perhaps This kid is actually learning something because this entire month, Scotty, he has not had more than three fouls. And what that means is that if he's not fouling people, he's staying on the floor because Tibbs plays his guy so many damn minutes. And so he played 41 minutes on Wednesday. And if he's staying out of foul trouble, he's going to get you points. He's going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you blocks. He's going to get you steals. He's going to have a great field goal percentage continue to ride this Mitchell Robinson wave. And he's another guy that I think is flying under the radar, just like Larry Nance. Go and get Mitchell Robinson. He will help you, especially in roto formats. He is someone that can single-handedly win you a week in blocks, in head-to-head categories, and he is just a monster. Did he contribute well today? Eh, not really. But he's still got a block and a steal against Jokic. Five for five from the field. If you can tell me that my guy's going to go up against Joker, he's going to get double-digit points, he's going to get a steal and a block, and go five for five from the field, I'll take it every single night. The Heat and the Celtics were postponed because of Corona. The Celtics only had like six players available or something. I certainly would do everything I can to get that game postponed. So we'll move on to the next one, the Lakers. 
up against the Rockets and the Lakers 120 defeated the Rockets 102. John Wall, let's start on the Rockets side. He posted 14 points, 10 rebounds uh, in a double-double and the blowout loss. He added two triples, five assists, one steal and two blocks in 34 minutes of floor time. He also committed an unfortunate four turnovers and shot just five of 14 from the floor, which is very, very interesting. Uh, James Harden committed a team-high seven turnovers to go with 20 points, seven of 14 field goals, four of five from the free throw line, two uh, trays, six boards, nine dimes and two blocks over 38 minutes. Seven turnovers for Harden. That's going to hurt you in nine, Cat. Yeah, not great. Not not great at all. And he wasn't very good considering the the what you're getting normally with your number one pick. And you're looking at guys like Nikola Jokic who have been phenomenal. And you're thinking, okay, well, that's not great. Where's the harder than I want? And he played 38 minutes. So I think the sign that you need to look at is that he's playing big minutes. And more importantly, he had a quote that seemed to kind of make it feel like he thinks Houston has a chance. And so as long as that's happening, perhaps we have the trade rumors go away and James Harden is going to settle and play a ton of games in Houston. And I would be dead wrong because I thought the over-under on games was probably about 68, and I think he's going to go more than that if he continues to stay healthy and continues to stay happy. Now the question is, does he continue to stay happy if they continue losing games? That's the question. But the the thing is, is that James Harden's playing big minutes, and despite the high turnovers, he seems to be in the lineup every game, which is what matters. Get bottle service to training. That'll keep him happy, clearly. There you go. <laughs> uh, Trez Harrell went 7 of 11 from the field and 2 from 2 uh, from the line on his way to 16 points in 23 minutes. Off the bench for the Lakers, he added 8 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers while he was out there. He's now blocked a shot in back-to-back games, which is a great sign considering he went 6 straight games without a single block. He was able to pad his stats a bit during garbage time today. He's had two solid games in a row, so maybe that's a sign he's ready to start rolling again, Brandon. Or a sign to trade him away because he's <laughs> a guy that that is not someone that's going to end up in the top 100. And so as long as Anthony Davis is healthy, as long as LeBron James is healthy, then uh, this is a guy that I want to trade. Uh, there's no real interest. He doesn't do much when it comes to the defensive stats. He is someone that, Sure, will be good for your field goal percentage, but he gets you points and rebounds, and that's about it. And there's not a whole lot that I love about his game for a fantasy um, team. And so because of that, he is someone that I absolutely would look to trade away. And the reason why is because he's not playing big minutes. He was playing close to 30 minutes at times with the Clippers. He's not getting those minutes with his Lakers team. And so because of that, he is someone I would absolutely try and trade away. The Spurs got done over in the second half of the back-to-back. They won yesterday. They lost today, 88 to the Timberwolves, 96. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge in 37 minutes, 20 points, 9 rebounds, flirted with that double-double, 4 assists, and a steal shot, 9 of 21 from the floor, 1 of 3 from deep, 1 of 1 from the charity stripe with 2 turnovers for LMA, mate. Um, You know, he's kind of had one of these up-and-down seasons, but quietly consistent, if that makes sense. It almost contradicted myself there, but can you make sense of it all? Yeah, he's been really bad. Uh, I think that's how you make sense of it. He's been 
under the top 120. I think he's at 123 and nine cat. But I wanted to read to you, Scotty, the last three years, 27, 25, 18. That's where he finished. He's not going to all of a sudden finish outside the top 100. Is it possible he's not in the top 50? Sure, it's possible, but usually you don't see a drop that big. Now, he is getting older, and so that's why you may see him finish outside the top 50. But the reason why I want to bring him up on today's show is I was not expecting him to play in this game. On a back-to-back, I thought he would for sure sit this one out. What that tells me is that he's healthy now. And so if Pop is going to play him 37 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back, he is someone that slowly but surely could inch his way towards that top 50 value and get to maybe where he was last year. Not quite where he was last year, but get to giving you some giving you some draft day value. So he's someone that I think that buy low window is starting to close, but it still is open ajar. Maybe Pop drafted him in his fantasy league. I don't know. We can hope. Yeah. Malik Beasley. I know I did. <laughs> Malik Beasley for the T-Wolves hit nine of 18 shots, three of six three-pointers and three of three from the charity stripe. For 24 points, three rebounds and no turnovers in the win over the Spurs. He picked up where he left off uh, against them on Saturday, finishing as the team's second leading scorer in the second game of the back-to-back. With Cat resting, Beasley was D'Angelo Russell's co-star and the Wolves snapped their eight-game losing streak. Beasley recorded his fifth 20-point game in just 10 games in the win uh, and in his fifth NBA season. These nights aren't flukes. He's consistently a good player. Well, that's how it seems now anyway. He's uh, and currently a top 85 fantasy player in nine cat leagues. A little bit under the radar? Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and he's getting a lot of minutes. And that's one thing that I seem to be talking about a lot is looking at the minutes for these guys. And what that tells me is that the coach trusts him. And with Minnesota, a team that is most likely going to be bad this year, you look at guys that are playing big minutes that seem to be a part of what this team wants to do going forward. And Beasley's going to score very similar kind of in the way um, that Tim Hardaway can get really hot at times. The one difference is that Beasley has more inside the perimeter that Hardaway doesn't have. Because if you look at the shots, he took 18 shots today. Six of them were from deep. You will never see that with Hardaway. Most of them will be from deep. So he has the ability to get that field goal percentage up a little bit if he's missing his threes. But if he's making his threes like he did on Saturday against San Antonio, he's 7-11 from three, 11 of 20 from the field. He's going to give you a monster game. He gets you some rebounds just like Hardaway does. Gets you a couple of assists, maybe a steal from time to time. And so he's someone that absolutely should be in every lineup. Now, the last game of the weekend, we're almost there. The Raptors 105, the Warriors 106. Yeah, Lee had two free throws with four seconds left and got them and then a Miss Siakam jumper. Uh, got the Warriors the win. We'll start with the Raptors and Pascal Siakam. 40 minutes for him, double-double, 25 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, nine from 19 from the floor, two from four from deep, only five from nine from the charity stripe with two turnovers. And another guy who I wanted to bring up, the Boucher, Chris Boucher, in 24 minutes, 15.6 rebounds, one steal, and if you streamed him, he might just 
go close to winning you the blocks with six massive blocks. Shot six from 10 from the floor, two from three from the three-point line, one from one from the foul line, did not commit a turnover in those 24 minutes for Chris Boucher, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, this guy Boucher is unbelievable. I mean, you look at what he does, 15 points, six rebounds, six blocks. That, that's that's huge. And the sky's the limit for this kid when he's given him in the minutes. 24 minutes tonight, that is very much where you want to see him. The question is, does he continue to get 20-plus minutes? That's one thing that's worried some owners this year is that his minutes have kind of been a little all over the place. But this month, it seems to be he's starting to settle into a groove of getting 20 or more minutes. And when he gets heavy minutes, like he has three of the last five games, when he's getting 29, 29, 24, he's going to get you blocks. He's going to get you a good field goal percentage. He's going to get you some threes. He can contribute everywhere. So this is a guy that absolutely should be rostered. And his buddy Siakam has finished in the top 40 in the last two years. And so Siakam seems to be getting his feet underneath him. So that by low window is starting to close as well. So those two guys are absolutely two to watch and two that I would want to bring in on my team. The Golden State Warriors, well, look, if you can catch the coronavirus that easily, maybe they should move Steph away from Kelly Oubre because clearly he (laughs) caught whatever Kelly Oubre's got. His shooting today was terrible. Shot two from 16 from the floor for 12.5%. One of those was one from deep, one from 10 from deep for Steph with 11 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Don't go anywhere near. Kelly, put him in an exclusion zone, let him isolate, do something. Socially distance yourself, Steph. Uh, (laughs) Draymond Green double-doubled, 10 points, almost got a triple-double. Nine rebounds and 10 assists, one block as well for the big fellow, two from five from deep as well for Draymond Green. But Wiggy, 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 Andrew Wiggins continues to improve somewhat. 34 minutes, 17 points, two rebounds, four assists and four blocks did brilliantly well. Seven of 17 from the floor, three from 10 from deep. So they just piled on the three-pointers and did the Warriors and it got them over the line. Three turnovers as well for Andrew Wiggins, who, you know, started off terribly slow, especially in those field goal percentages, but it started to um, get back to um, maybe what we expect, Brandon. Yeah, and before we get to Wiggins, a big F you to Steph Curry after he goes 13 of 24 and nine of 14 from three against the Clippers on Friday. And then all of a sudden just decides to uh, learn how to miss a shot after just destroying the Clippers single-handedly in that 10 point win on Friday. So a big F you to my friend, Steph Curry, Uh, but Wiggins, man, this is a different player than what we've seen recently. And if he's able to get that high usage and be efficient and contribute all over the place, he's someone that very well could be, a fantasy force. The question is, does this continue? Does his high percentages continue? He's shooting 51% this month after he shot 37% last month. The question is, does it continue? And if it does, then man, I mean, you look at his blocks and he has a block in every single game, but one this month, he now has four different games where he's blocked two or more shots. He's getting steals. He's getting some rebounds and assists. So this is someone that could end up sneaking up on people. He was not good last year, but slowly but surely could creep into that top 100. Mate, that's it for us. We've gone through all of those games. It's ridiculous. 
We did it. We are the champions. <laughs> Mate, thanks for joining us. Uh, of course, everyone can hear you on the Hoopball Clippers podcast. I've got to be careful and not say the Lakers. <laughs> I, I don't know who'd kill me more, you or Ethan. But, um, mate, they can, they can reach out to you on the Discord if they are premium subscribers. You're on there, I take it? Yep. Yes, sir. I'm there. I'm answering questions, whether it's the trade advice uh, column or the ad drop column, whatever, whatever the section is that you're in there, I'm in there too. Beautiful. And Twitter, if they're not on the Discord channel, they can hit you up on Twitter. What's that? At BD Marcus, I'm there. So hit me up, ask me fancy questions, whatever you want, and happy to answer. I reach out to everybody that reaches out to me. Fantastic, mate. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll catch up with you again in two weeks when you join us for another bonus a weekend pod. I love this stuff. We just pound through a whole bunch of uh, games and get everyone excited for what may happen during the week. It's it's cool. Thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, Scotty. As usual, I appreciate it, my man. And uh, Mr. J, he'll be back tomorrow with our friend Hank. You can follow Mr. J on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. I am Scotty. You can follow me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 Join us on Facebook at Mr. Jolly and the Harlander as well. This is the Box Score Breakdown presented by Hoopball. Thanks for joining us. Hope you have a good week. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.